two, three. Good evening and welcome back to Tuesday Tea Talks. Tonight I have a special guest. Her name is Jessie Correa. She has a special story um, of triumph. Um, and I I am excited. I've been waiting for this talk for a few weeks already. I, I was going to reach, I heard her story in one of our um, fellow you can say fellow Instagrams um, that we follow, Project Arrow. Uh, as soon as I heard her story, I was drawn in the spirit to contact her and be able to chat a little bit. At first, I was, you know, apprehensive to do it because, you know, it's like just going in and total stranger and saying, hey, you know what? I believe that, that God can use your story to bless others. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. Um, so I was battling for a couple of weeks, um, trying to say, how do I do this? How do I do this? And then um, one day I just messaged her, and she was so gracious enough to to message me back, and we have been corresponding back and forth for for a couple of weeks now. So Jesse, welcome. Uh, thank you for doing this so much. I know that your story will bless many. Um, so tell us a little bit about about you, who you are. Tell us about your wonderful kids, because I know that when, when I heard this, I'm like, half a dozen kids. Yes. And yes. you look amazing. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, thank you. And thank you for inviting me. It is um, a joy and an honor to um, definitely be able to be your guest this evening. And I was looking forward to it. We both thought it was yesterday. We were that excited, right? <laughs> um, however, here we are. And yes, I am a uh, mom of half a dozen. That's my hashtag. And truly blessed. I have two daughters and four boys. And I mean, my life ranges from where today I had a conversation with my daughter. I'm not sure what major. I don't, yeah. I'm thinking about what major I should change. And then I have a kindergarten, you know, who's really just embracing just the, the math facts, you know, three plus six type of thing and yeah. first grade and everything else in between. Um, so I am, um, I have to be so versatile with them all. So, um, yeah, that's who we are. <laughs> wow. and, and now that you say you have a kindergarten, he's going into kinder now? Oh Are my you... gosh, no, he's in first grade. In first Let's grade. Okay. Yes. So, how are you going to be able to handle schooling with the virus now? With the kids, are is everybody going to school or is it? Because um, I don't know if your county can you hear. It's kind of tackling, right? It's going yeah, in well, and out. It is Orange County. It's in Orlando. Uh -huh. And what they did is everybody started virtual on uh, okay. this Monday. However, I'm sending my kids face to face, and they start next Friday. And we're going to give them all of the physical protection and divine protection. So yeah. um, <laughs> they're going to go back in. The four boys are um, going to go first grade, fourth grade, eighth grade, and a 10th grader. And wow. my daughters are in college and they're doing online from home. So we're just going to flow through. Yeah. And trust God. Wow. Let me tell you, because me, I we made the decision with my husband not to send the kids. Right. Um so we're like doing completely virtual, but that is, that is, that is amazing that, that you are, and I can, I can, you know, I can say this bold to, to say, you know what, we're sending them with the full gear, full protection, divine protection and understanding, right? The power that there is in, in, in God's word and understanding that our kids are covered. Um, and yes, Jesse, that is 
I don't even have words because you, you're my hero for real. You are my hero. Um, was it easy to make that decision or was it? Um, at first I, I kind of wavered here and there, but then I was confident, you know, I was confident that the children um, needed to go. I had to look at the big picture as a single mother. Yes. Um, how is it that we can really um, have the voice to be successful and the reality that we have to keep going. Yes. And yes, we do have a pandemic. We do have, you know, all of this going on with COVID, but we have to keep going. We cannot allow it to really bind us. And I respect absolutely every parent who felt like they needed to keep them at home. Absolutely do what is comfortable for your household. Exactly. But I need to do what was best for ours. And of course I discussed it with the boys. We're going to take certain protocols when they come in, take your clothes off, spray yourself down, hit the shower, <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, I'm very confident and I'm at peace. Um, with that, um, mom is out and about. I'm having to interact with people and do separate things, so I'm being as cautious. But um, we have to keep going. I yes. agree. I'm at I, peace. I'm really good with it now. That, yeah. That's awesome. Let, let's talk a little bit about you being a single mom. Well, I would tell you it's not what I wanted. I was married for almost 20 years with my only boyfriend to date. However, life happens, people change, and um, Unfortunately, it became a, um, an abusive marriage, so I dealt with domestic violence. I didn't know any difference, so I thought they were just mood swings or because, you know, he was stressed, that kind of thing. And I subjected myself and my children to a lot of, I don't even want to call it unnecessary abuse when you didn't even know it was, um, but I had to leave him. And um, I realized that it wasn't about me. It was about my children. It was about breaking that cycle of abuse. Yes. Um, my children are my legacy. And the Lord has entrusted me with these six beautiful lives. And when I'm telling you, I took a leap of faith. Oh my gosh. It was, it was a leap of faith of knowing that, not knowing what was before me, but knowing that what was being left behind was something that I was not created for. And it took me a long time. Um, I'll share with you that I tried leaving him back in 2015. Um, didn't work out. Um, then in 2016 is when my son Chronicles had an incident, a heat stroke, and I realized that, whoa, this is scary. If my son can... Um, almost lost his life that's when it literally opened my eyes and I'm like no we can't have that mm -hmm. and I left him on the 4th of July so I have an independence day as well <laughs> it was hard it was hard and when I tell you difficult it's because I truly loved my husband so when you ask me how did you get to be I truly truly loved um, my husband but I realized that you know the Lord spoke to me mm -hmm. and he said you know um, that I was not created to live in oppression that he died at the cross for my sins so I will have life and life abundantly and be free and free indeed. And, and then it was like an awakening. And I'm like, wait a minute, God, you're right. That is so true. And, and the sad part about it is that I felt like I had to be subjected to it because, you know, I'm his helpmeet. Yeah. I have to be permissive. I have to love him through his ugliness, basically, and continue praying for him. And I'm a woman of faith. I walked around my home seven times, like, you know, and shouted, like believing like the walls of Jericho, you know, they're tumbling down. There's freedom, anointed, prayed, fasted. Oh my God. I did everything I can tell you humanly possible that I believe I was doing in faith. Um, but what's amazing is that through the whole ordeal of losing our home in Virginia, moving down to Miami through the journey of bouncing around 
from home to home, being evicted after, you know, having ownership, that I was just so busy trying to, I idolized him. Mm -hmm. That's the reality of it. Because he was like my priority, my priority. And while I was praying for him, the Lord was creating a ministry within me. Incredible. (laughs) That um, here I am sharing some of my story with you. Yes. Um, to let other women know that you know um he will always get the glory from your yes. story amen amen and it is this is such a sensitive subject right um we have seen and we come from the latin community so sometimes you know we, us latin women are in a way taught right that we are supposed to stay no matter what, that we're supposed to fight, right? Because that's what we have been taught. We have supposed to be fighting for our marriages, fighting for our kids, fighting because you know what? We're not going to just let go and let loose. Uh, But when you speak and when you say that God did not create us to be in that type of life for our kids right even though I I bet you know like you said you loved them with all your heart it wasn't an easy decision just to pack and say you know what I'm starting over with six kids and here we go and just trusting the Lord that he was just gonna guide you and and take you to the place that you were supposed to be to even the job that you're supposed to have to surround you with the people that you're supposed to have, you know, to have that support system that sometimes when we are in the middle of, of, in, in, you know, an abusive relationship, which I haven't, but I can tell you um, that I did suffer something like that. I suffered like that when my, my, my parents, right. When I was younger, before my dad came to know the Lord. And yes, you know what? I, we went with my mom and brothers through the same thing. We prayed, we fasted, we walked just the same thing that you're describing. But one thing that, yeah, we did see it was my dad walking through, like walking into the house, drenched in water from head to toe, holding his boots. And he had given the life, his life to Jesus. And he had like, you know, he got (laughs) baptized that Saturday. He got baptized that Saturday and our life changed completely. Mm. When I tell you completely, it was completely that my dad has left a legacy for my brothers, myself, that has impacted my kids, my nephews. So we understand the power there is, right? As being Christian, having faith, but there's times that Mm. God is pushing us to say, enough is enough and we have to go and and having the courage to trust in the lord and say yes i'm i'm packing myself i'm going maybe i'm you know my heart is shattered into pieces because this is not what i wanted for my kids this is not what i wanted for me but like you said you are breaking that cycle because you are creating um you're impacting your children's your children's future in a different way, you're marking them and you're saying, this is not right. And let's walk with the Lord and let's just walk into faith, like, you know, in, in faith that he's going to lead us and he's going to um, guide us to where we are supposed to go. 
I know what it is. Um, I'm telling you, I remember, I remember the fear as a child. I remember, I remember the fear as a child on a Friday night, mm -hmm. Saturday, and then Sunday, my mom packing us and taking us to church, you know, and, and, and us believing with all our hearts that change was coming. And it, it took a while, but it, change came. But when change doesn't come, we we don't we don't we don't say, "Lord, it's your fault," right? We say, "You know what, God, show us the way." And I think, and I think you have done it um, grace, um, gracefully. I know it probably hasn't been easy. Oh, right? not at all. I mean, I can tell you that this woman right here has been fed mana. And um, when I made that decision, I can share with you that I called my father and I was like, daddy, I'm like, I need your help. But I have burnt my bridges. Everyone knew what was going on, but I kept defending him with tooth and nail, yeah. you know? And I was like, no, he's stressed. No, he's this. We will make excuses to defend our man, you know? And, and not accept the reality of the beast that's before us. Yeah. And when I reached out to my daddy and he was like, I cannot help you. And my father has never said no to me. I mean, I'm telling you, my father has never said no to me. And it was like, like my heart was ripped, like, me papi. I was like, no, papi, no. <laughs> but I knew what he was doing. And um, I somehow got connected with a girlfriend um, from 1996 when I had um, started FIU. And here we are in 2016, okay? And somehow through messenger, we connected. So I shared with her my story and I was in tears. Like I have to leave. Daddy said, no, I wasn't expecting anything at all. And she calls me and says, you know what? My husband and I have a town home um, in Orlando. They live in Tampa. You can stay there for the week, leave him and stay there for that week. And that to me was like the biggest moment right there. Like, oh my gosh, because wow. I didn't know where to go. You know, I had my little bit of money where I was like, this is going to try to help me to get an apartment. But what do I do in the meantime? And um, I had asked him to help me, um, you know, put, he knew I was leaving. I told him I didn't run away. At that time, I was bold enough and courageous to say, you know what, it's over type of thing. And he was okay with it. And uh, he helped me uh, get the U-Haul. And in the meantime, I would say to you, he kept saying, I love you, Justine. I love you, Jesse. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is real. This is crazy. Um, but I kept ignoring it. And once we got my stuff, I, we dropped it in, my, in, in the storage. But then I stayed in that townhome my girlfriend and her husband got for me. Asked me if I knew I was going to lay my head the next week. I had no idea. And sure enough, a couple, because I lived in Richmond, Virginia for about 10 years, um, came down for vacation. They were going through a divorce themselves, but they were, you know, they were amicable, you know, to give the kids a good, you know, uh, uh, whatever here in Orlando. And we connected. They're like, Jesse, we're coming down. How are you guys doing? So, of course, I tell them I'm at this place. We meet up at the pool area and then I share my story. And they're like, you know what? We're paying for you to stay at this hotel the next week. Wow, Jesse. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, I'm bringing back my Yes, yes. So here I am on the second week of knowing, whoa, God, you got me. And sure enough, <laughs> I connected with a colleague from Booking.com because I was working at Booking.com. I just shared you know, what was going on. And she's like, listen, we only have a three-bedroom townhome. I have one available. 
um, her and her husband um, opened their home. They're like, you can stay in that room, the seven of you. So here it comes the end of my second week at that hotel. And I stayed with her. Wow. And while we were staying in that, uh, in that place, this woman and her husband embraced my family like I was blood. Wow. They wow. loved Anna so much. And we only stayed there for almost two and a half weeks. And he helped me get an apartment in Kissimmee. Um, I was homeschooling my children during that time because we had bounced around so much when we left Virginia. And that's another story itself of how we left Virginia like a thief at night. But he helped me get my apartment. So here I'm all excited. You know, I have my two bedroom. I remember I moved there on August the 8th, my stepmom's birthday, 2016. And it was so much fun because they helped us and we moved there and I put the boys in school at Trinity Lutheran. The girls were still homeschooled. And who will tell you, Mariela, that on September the 10th, 2017, Hurricane Irma mm -hmm. hit. And um, sure enough, the ceiling collapsed on us. And we were had... It was horrific. Like it started dripping from the ceilings. And then suddenly my son is telling me, Mama, it seems like the ceiling is collapsing. And then suddenly it just drops. The neighbors from downstairs come to get us because the eye was coming. So this is Hurricane Irma and it totally destroyed our apartment. Wow. I uh, didn't know that part of my story. You're like, whoa. Yeah. So I stay downstairs. This is September the 10th, 2017, with um, a, a neighbor who was fostering twins. So here you have four people in a two bedroom, and seven more people are staying with her. And we kept hearing everything being torn upstairs. And my son kept asking me, he was like, Mom, he's like, what are we going to do? And I, I told him, like, don't worry, we're going to be okay. So the next morning, when we walk in into my apartment, it was destroyed. We were in the news. I didn't know where we were going to go. However, let me tell you how beautiful God is. I'll have to share with you the news link later on. Yes. Then I looked around at the chaos. And I had been asking my children, we believe in the power of prayer. Yeah. I can tell you, we believe in the power. It can shake things up and it can, it, I mean, it's, it's amazing. And then the Lord said to me, you were praying for me to open the doors for you. However, I'm an omnipotent God and I tear off roots for you. Oh my goodness. And at that moment, I remember I turned, I, I, <laughs> I told my son seven days, I said, God will get the glory from our story. I said, we're going to be okay. And you know, I had such an amazing support from colleagues at Booking.com. We're, you know, global. Um, at first, a church, though, allowed us to stay. They fixed up this beautiful um, type of, like, storage area they had. And they were just amazing, allowing us to stay there. Um, then somehow people put a GoFundMe together for us. And we were able to stay in, in a place for about three months while I was trying to get myself together because I didn't have money to just say, oh, let's move. Okay, I have the down payment three months in advance. I didn't have it. Here I was literally check to check because I was really running away from this situation and everything went haywired. But my colleagues at booking.com were sending me gift cards, boxes from like Texas. And, and it, what's beautiful is that I didn't realize that by just being loved, because that's what God created us for, mm -hmm. and walking into work and just really having so much joy in my heart that I was impacting lives in a way that they were so willing and giving. So 
I mean, they, they just gave to us. So that really allowed us to be where I am today. Um, but I can tell you that my journey has not been because Jesse, you know, not at all. I say God goes before us all the time. Yes, and does. having to go through the healing process and, you know, having my colleagues see me so broken. And one thing is that I've always um, allowed myself to just say, you know, will God use me? You know, allow me to be a light into others' lives. Um, allow me to just, I feed off other individuals, which is kind of wild. Um, because in the morning, I used to have to work from 6 to 2 at Booking.com. They're like, how does she have all this energy? She's always so excited because, you know, I'll be in the elevator. And I'll be like, good morning. How are you? And they're looking at me like, I oh, know she is not talking to me like that. But let me tell you that there was a point in my life when we were going through this whole bouncing around with my ex-husband and I found myself living in a basement in central Illinois and it was so cold. I know I have you all over the place right now. Yeah, but no, I'm going with you. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for the ride. But, but there was a time in my life that I dreaded for the sun to rise. Because I didn't know the beast of what what would be before me that next morning. I would prefer to stay awake because I just had no, not one more sunrise here. So now I'm in a place where it's just like, whoa, thank you, God. Yes. <laughs> My sunrise is different. My sunrises are in freedom. Yes. <laughs> My sunrises are in peace. I mean, I still deal with the reality of you know, um, had to go through the divorce, which is horrific and having to, you know, deal with that whole interaction with an ex-husband who is now demanding the children and, you know, it's the second week taking them with him after two years of them not spending time with him, you know, throughout a week. But I got to understand it's a process and that, you know, the covering, you know, uh, there's covering over my children and my boys are going to be, they're going to be arrows for the Lord, you Amen. know? But um, I share that because when I wake up in the morning and I go to work, I'm wired because I'm like, these are gifts. This sunrise is a gift to me. <laughs> so that's why I'm like so excited and joyful. And I'm like, it is a new day. And just like the word says, our new grace and mercy. Um, you know, so I'm like, this is, so I'm your morning. Actually, I'm my all, all day person. <laughs> but I, I know I shared a whole lot, but my journey itself I will tell you that knowing that I can reach out and empower other women and let them know, don't allow the enemy um, to keep you bound, um, to make you feel that that is what you were created for. Because there were times that I called a shelter and it took me like two hours. Mariela, it took me like two hours to call them. And I called my sister like, yo no puedo. I mean, like I can't call, I'm telling her. And she's like, you don't have a choice. And I call them. And the first thing the woman, woman says how many kids do you have and I'm like six she's like what how many and at that moment she just made me feel less than yeah like um, I'm guilty for having six kids yes. and then she's like you're not in my county I can't help you and when I hung up I can tell you I could understand how a woman would think this is my life wow. I have to clear it I'm stuck in this and I chose to call another shelter. And then the lady tells me, how old are, what's the age range? She's like, they can't stay together. You can only stay with the little ones. And I'm like, I can't do that. Yes. I, I got to stay with my children. So this is before 
I made that step on July the 4th. So I seeked that help from those shelters. And I refused. I refused to believe that, uh, th that you know, God had created me to live in bondage. I refused to believe that that was all I was going to be. No. I'm like, and just like how you're program called to greatness you know it's like it's perfect this moment thank you god because we are creative for greatness yes you know we are creative for a purpose and and it was something that i refused i looked at my children i'm like no god has entrusted me with them i will continue pushing through and i just had to i never realized i was a very strategic woman you know that's a gift that you know <laughs> but it's really he goes before me and being in the moment that i am now with the, um, the job I have, only God blessed me with it. But one prayer that I've had, and I shared with you when we spoke on the phone is that I prayed and I said, Lord, align me with my purpose for your kingdom. Amen. And that is something that I tell anyone, just pray, believe in God. It's gonna be a lot of challenges. Um, I've had to really look over my life and forgive myself because that has been the most difficult part. Yes. Forgiving myself. And like you said, our Hispanic culture is kind of like we women have to be like ride or die type of chick. Let's keep it real, right? Yes. <laughs> like, no, you don't have to die. No, you don't. <laughs> you know, um, you do not. And you should not be alive and not living. Absolutely not. Yes. There's so much for you to give, so much for you to share. And I'll be one to always encourage marriage. Definitely go to counseling. Uh, but it takes two. It yes. Takes it does. And it's not acceptable and it comes in and i experienced it all emotional verbal physical um you know i experienced even marital rape you know it's something that i even spiritual abuse people don't realize these this is real yes and we need to talk about it absolutely bring it to the forefront because the enemy is holding people bound and we need to bring it into light Absolutely. And let me know certain behaviors are not acceptable. Exactly. And what you're feeling is real. Yes. Yes. Wow, Jesse, just, just listening to your story, like I am moved, right? And I am reminded that, that God brings beauty, right? He brings beauty out of ashes, out of roofs being collapsed. He makes sure that this is, you know, that he takes it out, that he, he continues preserving your spirit, that he continues to say, you know what, you are my daughter and I'm yeah. going to take care of you. And, and the fact that you had to fight for, to go to the shelters. And, and this is the reason, one of the reasons I made, um, you know, I created Call to Greatness is because I have seen that sometimes us women, for some reason, cannot, um, be together, right? Like fight for each other, stand with each other and say, yes, we are created equal. We are here to, you know, to love each other, not to tear us down, but to be with us. And for you to call shelters and be denied. And the shelters are the ones that, you know, are the places there to, to like provide help. Right. And, and, and tell you, you cannot stay or, or you have too many children. And like you said, you even felt like, ouch, like what's going on? Like, excuse me. Like, because I have my children, 
I'm, you're making me feel less than, like you said. Um, and then you call another shelter and they're like, no, you can't um, stay with the older ones, only the little ones. And you as a mom fighting and saying, you know what? Is the seven of us. And like you said, you, you saw how God week by week took you by the hand. Like every week he will open. He will open the door. And, and literally what it took, it was for you to step in faith. Literally walking by faith, right? And walking by faith, the door started to open. And, and that to me, to me, that is absolutely like that is the love of our of of god that that that's what it is the love of god showing you you know what you're you're trusting me but i'm going to teach you to trust me more not to rely mm -hmm. on your schooling on your family on your friends but you're going to learn to trust me as oh. god as God. And and you're here four years after with your seven kids blessed. Six. You're speaking one into existence. Yeah. Six. Yeah. Blessed, right? Blessed. Oh yes. my goodness. With a job that provides for you. Oh my God, isn't God beautiful? Isn't he wonderful? Yeah. Isn't he um Oh my goodness. Yeah. I tell you that I am nothing without my God. And I'm not perfect. And I've had to really embrace that, that like you love me through my imperfections. And understanding that I am his beloved, having to embrace even um, and navigating this season in my life. Um, as a single woman and my six children and looking back and saying, you know what, those 22 years of my life, they're not a waste. Those yes. 22 years of my life, my life is transformed. I can go forth and really witness to other women and, um, and even to men when it comes towards letting them know pride comes before a great fall. Oh, yeah. And that was something so detrimental to the men that I once loved. And having to say, it's okay for you to say, I need help. And it's okay for you to say, I need mental help for that. Mental health, you know, um, 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 therapy, or even letting family know, um, you know, this is happening. And I had to admit, let me tell you something I had to admit to myself, which was very difficult, was that I was a prideful woman myself. Why? Because I didn't want to admit what I was dealing with. Yeah. I didn't want to say, listen, my marriage is, is failing. Yeah. You're telling me, daddy? It's true. He's abusing me because my own father, when we stayed with him, when we had moved to Virginia, he was like, he's abusing you. I was like, no, he's mad. He's upset. He's this because I had pride. I didn't want to admit the reality of like what you see is real. So I had to really admit that I was a prideful woman. I was like, that is, but that's not me. That is not me. And I kept defending something that wasn't. So there's, there's just been so much, you know, it's like, I, I read that being in a broken season it's not that you're being broken you're just being stretched yes you're being yeah you're being stretched 
And when I look over my life and what I've been through for my children, where, you know, I know what it's like coming to be homeless. And I didn't share the first time I tried to run away from him. And we were bouncing from hotel to hotel to hotel and found myself going back. But, you know, it's the reality of having to say that, um, you know, I was vegetarian because I couldn't afford food for me, mainly for my children. So I worked. They used to be like, oh, they're like, she's having sofrito for breakfast. And knowing that I was really mixing those vegetables in water because it was going to hold me up you know, and blend it. I mean, I'm gonna keep it real with it. It was the reality of what I was dealing with. Like, uh, and they didn't know that I was stretching every dollar possible to put rice and beans for my kids. And, and that is, it is real. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I have experienced so many things in my life where I'm like, you know what, God, you're so awesome, because I'm in a place where not only can I witness to other men and women, but I'm able to through the job that I have, let other people know there is a light at the end of the tunnel. God is faithful. God is yes, faithful. And he honors. <laughs> yes. You know, he honors through our journey. And I look at my children and I'm like, you know what? That This is my legacy, the six of them. Yes. And that is why I push so hard. Amen. And that's why I tell them, you know, mama's going to keep elevating the game because <laughs> they like sports. <laughs> so, you know, I like to say that, but I do know what it's like to be so broken and beaten down to a pulp that it's like, whoa, God, you know, I didn't expect this. But then it's like, but that's okay. Because you know what? We, you continue taking us from glory to glory. Yes. So when I tell you, I am nothing without him. I'm like, well, God, you are so amazing. And my kids will tell you, I'm just like, always like, this is a Hollywood moment. This is a crazy Jesus moment through it all. But um, the reality of knowing that um, we as individuals have what it takes. We just got to believe in who our creator is. And Jesse, how do you walk in forgiveness? Like, like you said, you had to forgive yourself. You say this, like, and your story, it's kind of similar. When we move um, to this country, I was homeless too. Like we were six, you know, my three brothers, my, uh, myself, my mom, and my dad, I know what it is to, to live in a car. I know what it is to sleep literally on the street, uh, on pavement, you know, like just finding a place. My dad will be like outside the car sleeping and the five of us sleeping inside the car. So I know what that is. Like, like you said, to go to school every day because that's where we got our meals. Like if we, you know, we had perfect attendance, my brothers and I, we laugh now because we're like, we were the kids with perfect attendance. That's what we got our meals. Like even summer school, yes, sign me up because we're going to summer school. Um, so I know what is that, you know, and, and seeing how that also broke my dad. He wanted to provide for his children. But it, it was tough. It was hard. It was literally, I was 17 and I got my first job and then my dad just got his job. And that's how we got our first home, right? Together with me and him working, me seeing my mom going to clean homes for $40 just to buy a meal for for the night, for the six mm-hmm. months. You know, like people or or... or you know, going to these houses, which were huge and people paying her $30 to clean a home and she would do it to provide food. Like you said, you know, seeing my dad breaking his back. So I know what that is. How do you walk in forgiveness? Because like you said right now, you know, you were, um, the vegetarian known as the vegetarian at work, but it was because you were saving every penny 
to put a meal in, you know, for your kids. How do you walk in forgiveness? I learned a lot from that season. I know I am who I am today because of what we went through. So I can tell you, I am grateful. I, I give thanks to God for what I have because I know what it is not to have. Like, you know, like Paul says, I know what is it to have a lot and I know what it is not to have anything. Anything. <laughs> and when I'm telling you anything is anything. Like, uh, you know, we were have our power cut off, the, the water cut off, no food. Wow, that's a, that's a great question. It was difficult because I was so much quicker to forgive someone else than to forgive myself. And I battled with it for a very long time because I couldn't forgive myself at first for what I accepted in a marriage for not standing up for my son Chronicles, who has autism. Um, you know, protecting my children. A lot that um, I could have stopped. I didn't know how. Um, that was hard. But I had to understand that Self-love is so important. And how could I love someone else if I didn't know how to love me? And saying, it's okay, you made mistakes. But you deserve to be forgiven, Jesse. I was so mad at myself for so long because I saw the situation we were in. I was like, you knew better. And I had to say, no, stop beating yourself up, you know? It's like, um, if, and I realized, if I was a friend who would say what I say here, I would not want to be around that person anymore. <laughs> you know, I mean, think about it. So if I spoke to someone with what I allow in here, God, you're such a horrible friend. You can't be that way. You cannot. So when you ask me, how do I walk in forgiveness? I can tell you, I'm still having to walk in forgiveness of a lot of things in my life of having to accept that, you know what, it's okay. You didn't know any better, but you do now. It's all right. It's all right, Jesse. Um, I have to hold on to God's promises. And when I tell you I hold on to them, they just comfort me. And they remind me that, you know what, he sees only but the best in me. So do the same for yourself. And I had, I had a phenomenal um, regional manager when I worked at Booking, and she would say to me, Jesse, give yourself more credit. Give yourself more credit for what you've done, for what you've achieved. And that really just allowed me to really start saying, you know what, you've done well. It's okay. Let it go. And um, I can tell you after all those years of, of abuse and all that I've been through, um, I have to speak up and say, it is, if you need therapy, get therapy. Yeah. If you need someone to talk to, talk to them. Like you said, we women are supposed to build each other. I was shamed for a long time. Like, oh, wow, that's your fault. Cause you have so many kids. That's why you stayed around that long. You know, I was like, wait a minute. I was married <laughs> and I was married and I was having me kids with my husband yes. <laughs> and you want to shame me for having so many kids. So I had to forgive myself on that. Like you loved having a family yeah it's okay yes just now you are a single mom with six kids having to forgive myself of 
the shame that I'm like, yo, I'm the only one divorced out of my father's three daughters. And I'm the youngest of seven and have given him the most amount of grandchildren <laughs> at that. So, you know, I had to forgive myself on that because I was ashamed. Can you believe that? Wow. I was ashamed. I had one sister who's a widow. The other one just celebrated like 25, 26 years of marriage. And I had to tell my sisters I was ashamed because I felt like a failure. Because here I was, like, like I was, I, I was broken. I couldn't keep a marriage. No, that's not true. And these are lies of the enemy who will make you feel this way and subject you to what you were not created for, which is abuse. Yes. Because I would say like, oh, you couldn't keep the husband. Absolutely not. I was a phenomenal wife. Anyone you ask will tell you Jesse was a, not perfect, none of us are, but I was one, I was a phenomenal wife to that man. So I had to forgive myself for that, that it was like, it's okay. Yes. It's all right. Because yes. he did not create you for abuse. He did not create you for you to not shine and have it dulled and not fully walk in what your purpose is and to love and to just be happy. And even my, let me tell you, oh my God, I had such an incredible revelation moment. I had gone to church. This, this was a couple of months ago before pandemic, right? <laughs> so let me say, <laughs> March, right? And my daughter, Jediah, who is 19 now, had stayed home this was at the beginning of the year because she had to finish an assignment so I left my cell phone so you know I dropped everybody off at church I needed my phone right because I'm like I have to go ahead so I rushed back and I find her crying and I'm like why are you crying so she was like you know she's like I was thinking about I was talking to some friends and one of my um, friends said I've never seen my parents argue and I had to tell them I have I don't know any different and I said, but why are you crying? And she said, you know what? She said, mama, I'm glad you left daddy. I was like, okay. I was like, I don't know what to expect, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, because if you had not left him, she said, I would be like you. I wouldn't have found my voice. Wow. And that was like, whoa. Wow. Yeah. So chains wow. are broken. Because my daughter said to me, I, I know I have a voice, mama. In spite of all we've been through, I have a voice. And for her to say, I would have been like you. It was like, whoa, how do I handle this? <laughs> this is this a compliment? <laughs> so it was like, it threw me off. But then I have to say it is. Because she realized that I have the right to stand up for myself and say no more. No more. And that was a moment of like, wow, God. So when you say, how do I find forgiveness? It's just been moment after moment after moment, you know, through his grace and just seeing, just all these, these things, just like, I'm like, wow, you did well, Jesse. It's okay. And I have to keep reminding myself about that because there's certain other challenges I find myself in. But then I have to say, you know what? His grace is sufficient. His word says that my, his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So I'm like, okay, God, you're on, you're on point right now because this, this is part of yours. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my goodness. And, and you know what? Right there, it just says that you have shifted, literally, the destiny of all six of your kids. Just with that statement that your daughter made, you had the courage 
to shift their destiny for better. They understand, they have a clear understanding that what mom did, it wasn't easy because it was not easy and maybe still not easy, but you have shifted, you, you were bold enough to shift their destiny. Jesse, it has been amazing having you tonight. Before we go, I want you to ask you one final question. How are you called to greatness? Oh, wow. How am I or how are we all called to greatness? We've all been created for a purpose. We are called to greatness to really enlighten others, to empower others, to build others. I'm called to greatness because through him, through me, he's able to just bring hope, restore others. Um, I look at my six children, they are my greatness. That's my legacy, you know, and I believe that um, they will multiply. And it sounds wild, but you know, like here, like Israel, who just had so many children, you know, I'm like, I am going to continue growing through them. I'll continue living through them. So I'm called to greatness because my womb is blessed. Amen. Yes. Amen. I leave it there. <laughs> Amen. And you know, and, and the Bible does say that um, our children will be blessed up to a thousand generations. So, Amen. you know, something that I pray with my kids um, every night before it's like until my, my DNA is literally <laughs> like a little tiny hair in my, in my future generations till then God is going to bless them mm. because we have shifted their destiny. And um, Jesse, I want to thank you for being with us tonight. I, um, I, I do want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I know that this story is not easy to tell, to relive, to, you know, just going back, tears flowing um, both ways. I'm here. I'm like, I should have brought tissues. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I know that your testimony, your words are, it's going, they're going to help others that they understand that it's not going to be an easy and the journey is maybe a hard journey ahead but at the end you will you will go back for a cell phone and find a daughter maybe you know having a moment and telling you thank you mom because I was able to find my voice because you will bold enough I am like you in the sense that I found my voice and I am not like you that, you know, that, that maybe in that moment you were like, should I go? Should I stay? But, but you know what, mom, you, you decided to pack a U-Haul with six kids, understanding, seeing roofs coming off, walking, you know, getting to a Friday night and saying, where are we going to live next week? And trusting God. And in that journey, your kids have learned to trust God and have learned to, to know him as a loving father, understanding that, you know what, sometimes things are not easy. Maybe we don't see eye to eye and we might say, you know, questions, but at the end of the day, we understand that we were created for greatness, that we were not created for bondage, that we were not created to suffer abuse, that we were not created to stay, that 
yes, there are stories, you know, and I'm, and, and we are not undermining the story, the, the power of prayer, because, you know, I saw the change in my dad and, you know, but like you said, there's two that need to, to want it to, to happen. Right. My dad had a revelation. I, he decided to say, you know what, I'm going to change. And he went by himself, accepted Jesus, got baptized, came back a Saturday that Saturdays were terrifying for my family. Terrifying. I, I was, I'm the oldest one. And maybe a lot of things my brothers don't remember, but I remember. And Saturdays, I was terrified, terrified to hear the door being open. And that Saturday, I saw the glorious love of God with my dad holding his boots, drenched from head to toe and understanding that the only one, the only answer for abuse, the only answer for life is Jesus. That Amen. is it. That is it. And Jesse, again, thank you for being with us tonight. I know it's not going to be the last time. I know that you have many stories to tell. And I know that your, your words are going to impact many. And again, thank you for being with us. Oh, it was a pleasure, a joy to God be the glory. And I can't wait till I can physically hug you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Have a cup of coffee or tea? Or tea? <laughs> yes, tea. Awesome. Thank you so much. And until next time. Oh. Don't hang up. <laughs> Let me just.